Hello and welcome to the Bitcoin for Fairness series of the Anita Posh Show. In this show, we're talking about the role that Bitcoin plays in enabling economic empowerment for individuals and communities by providing fair and open access to a global financial infrastructure. This week, I'm speaking with Carol Sousa, co-founder of Use Crypto, a Brazilian YouTube channel with over 138,000 subscribers. I saw the work of Carol and Kaka, her co-founder, on Instagram and then we connected and I've been interviewed by them for two times now and we met in El Salvador in November last year and there we decided to create more content together. The main focus of this interview with Carol is about Bitcoin in Brazil. As always, you can watch this interview on YouTube and you can listen to it in your favorite podcast player or in a lightning-enabled podcast player like Grease, the Fountain app or the Sphinx Chat app. Thanks for supporting Bitcoin for Fairness goes out to the Human Rights Foundation, which is uniting the world to stand against tyranny. Leden.io, financial services for holders of digital assets. And OKCoin, the globally licensed cryptocurrency exchange. Thank you very much. And now on to the interview. Enjoy. Living on crypto is easier than you think with Bitrefill. Choose from over 4,000 gift cards and mobile top-up options from around the world. I used Bitrefill to top up my phone when I was visiting Zimbabwe. It was easy, worked like a charm and I even earned sats back. Pay with Bitcoin, Lightning, Ethereum, Dash, Tether over Tron and many more options. No account is necessary. Join the thousands of users around the world who are living on crypto today using Bitrefill. Join now at bitrefill.com and start earning sets back with each purchase. That's bitrefill.com. Learn Bitcoin will teach you the why and how to use Bitcoin. Anita's book is a concise and approachable introduction to Bitcoin. Lynn Alden, investment strategist. Order your copy now at learnbitcoin.link. That's learnbitcoin.link. Okay, hello everyone. Hello, Carol Sousa. You are joining us from Brazil. Welcome to the Anita Post Show. Thank you, Anita. Thank you for this invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to talk about Bitcoin, a subject that I'm in love and really happy to share with you um, my point of view, a Brazilian point of view about Bitcoin. Super. So, uh, Carol, please introduce yourself uh, before we start to our listeners. Um, what are you doing? Brazil is huge. In which area are you? Yeah, I'm in the south of Brazil in a city called Porto Alegre. It's uh, next to Uruguay and Argentina. And I have a project called Use Crypto, where we create content about Bitcoin and try to help Brazilians to better understand Bitcoin, how to use it, how to save it, how to store it. And we try to bring more uh, Brazilians to the Bitcoin standard and get out of the fiat system. Mm -hmm. And um, what did you do before you did uh, started the channel? Yeah, that's a fun story. I was a dentist and I quit oh, a dentist. dentist. Uh, that's, that's why you have so nice teeth. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I was a dentist and I quit my job. Now I work fully on user crypto, creating content. 
and that's yeah, a but, but why why I mean, you're a dentist yeah why i mean uh you you had a job as a dentist right yeah that's that's a, a great history i quit my job i'm no longer a dentist yes i uh, uh i have my diploma and my university uh, registered but i am no, no longer exercising the dentist professional because me and kaka we started using crypto and started creating content because we had a clinic together a dentist clinic and aesthetic clinic together and we wanted to accept Bitcoin in our clinic because we thought this is the better, best form of money. We need to accept it if people want to pay us in Bitcoin. Why not? And we started to study a lot and we uh, noticed that there wasn't too much content about usability and how merchants and entrepreneurs could accept Bitcoin. So we started to create content and uh, we noticed that there was a lot of other merchants and a lot of necessity about Bitcoin content and how to better understand everything about Bitcoin. So the channel grew. Now we have uh, a lot of followers and I got to the decision. What excites me the most is to keep doing dentistry. That is something that is a lot of dentists in Brazil and in the world or I can dedicate to Bitcoin and try to help to spread awareness about this subject. So I felt way much more excited about Bitcoin. And I said, well, if it doesn't work, if the channel don't grow, I can come back to dentistry. But if um, in otherwise, this is a huge moment and a, a huge opportunity to spread knowledge about Bitcoin. And it doesn't come back in other moments. So I choose Bitcoin. And now we are on this rabbit hole that is infinite. Yeah, that's true. And also, I mean, you have 140,000 followers on YouTube right now. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, I think. we are really happy with the growth. We never imagined so so much growth in such a short time. But we are. Uh, we think that we need to to reach more people. Brazil is a it's a country where uh, people are really connected to social media and to mobile phones. We have access to internet, but uh, we know how mainstream media sometimes doesn't uh, show the good side of Bitcoin. And that's what we want to do, the good side and the things, how Bitcoin can improve people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, but how did you find out about Bitcoin? I mean, you were a dentist and working uh, as a dentist. Um, when did you hear about Bitcoin and... Uh, yeah, I am the 2017 class, so I bought Bitcoin. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. I bought Bitcoin on the top of 2017, but I already. Me too. What? Yeah, <laughs> I was studying traditional investments, and I thought ah, I'm going to diversify with Bitcoin, another asset. But when I started to pay attention after the fall down after the the top of 2017, I kept studying. And through 2018 and 19, I studied a lot Bitcoin and I fell into the rabbit hole, how it changes the money, how it changes the world. And I never came back. And that's why we wanted to, to accept in our clinic, because we thought that maybe someone must start through the entrepreneurs, how can they can use it Bitcoin as um, a tool to don't receive ice cubes that are the fiat money, that is the fiat <laughs> money. So entrepreneurs could receive it and people and merchants should see it that what we were sowing. 
And that's how I met Bitcoin, like through traditional philosophy, like another asset. But I kept studying and something got me. And I think that was the history of money, how Bitcoin changes the fiat system. Um, and that's why, how I think that people should uh, start because when they see the difference between fiat system, the money printer, how our money is devaluating, they can see the real power and the real value of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Uh, is it also, I mean, for me, it's very much about this open access for anyone. So it gives, uh, it's a tool for fairness. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a more fair, uh, giving more fair access to financial opportunities. Is this also uh, one of the reasons why you're interested in it? Sure. That's, that's one of the main reasons, because here in Brazil, we have a lot of access to bank accounts and the fiat system, but we don't have um, the freedom to transact all the time we want, 24 hours a day, seven hours a week. And we just notice that we don't have this, this freedom to transact when something go wrong with the fiat system. For example, here in Brazil, we had um, a historic of hyperinflation in the 80s and 90, 90s. And at that time, our president, color president, confiscated Brazilian savings accounts because of the inflation. So we never know how things, when things like that can happen to, to us as population. So Bitcoin is a tool to, to fairness, to have access to a neutral, open, decentralized um, money that don't devaluate your purchasing power. And for me, the censorship resistance is really important because when you have a money where you have free access and no one can stop you from accessing it, it's really, really amazing. This changed the world because when we are in a moment of hyperinflation, uh, the population goes to dollars and then... It, it, the dollar stopped being negotiated, like people have barriers to assess dollars. Like you can only buy $200 a week, like it happened in the past, how it happened in Argentina. That these barriers, barriers uh, stop access to population. And in Bitcoin, you don't have this kind of barriers. You can exchange Bitcoin with uh, anyone you want. You can do peer-to-peer -peer transactions. And you can exchange it for goods and service directly. You don't have barriers to, to use it. So the censorship resistant uh, feature that comes with decentralization, to me, is the most important part of Bitcoin. And this is the part I think uh, people should see and study more because this is what changes uh, the reality for too many people in a lot of countries. Mm -hmm. um I've seen on your Twitter profile, uh, use crypto, um, it says you're all in Bitcoin and opt out of the fiat shitcoin show. Yeah. Um, what does this mean? Uh, why are you doing Bitcoin or going into the direction of doing Bitcoin only? Yeah, this is um, a good story because we started use crypto and we started thinking like everyone that comes into the space, like almost if it was the same thing. But we started to study more and more and more. And the separation between Bitcoin and the rest of the other projects in the space 
uh, become more clear in our heads. So I started myself, Carol, more uh, directly to Bitcoin only. And that's why we changed our Twitter. Uh, before this description in our, in our bio, it was Carol and Kaká. Now it's just Carol because I am more focusing on Bitcoin. And I am the Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoiner, Bitcoin only of the duo. Kaká is more open to other, other projects. My will is to become whole user crypto, a Bitcoin only uh, content producer, but we are getting into consensus about this subject. But we talk a lot more about um, Bitcoin in our uh, Instagram, YouTube. Most of our videos are towards Bitcoin. And we really do think that fiat is a is a shitcoin show because it devaluates the money of everyone. And most of the projects in the crypto space are perpetuating this behavior of the fiat system. And that is my pers personal view. And that's what I am putting on Twitter. That's why we changed the Twitter for Carol's point of view, that I am more there writing and reacting, retweeting. And uh, YouTube and Instagram are more uh, the duo, use crypto, Kakai and Carol. But Twitter is more Carol that is there, and I'm more uh, Bitcoin only towards than uh, the other uh, social media that we appear on. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe Kaka will also come on our our side in the future. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's everyone can do what he or she wants. Yeah, so it's a free world. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm of the same opinion. I mean, I'm doing Bitcoin only. I think. As soon as I started, I tried some um, to use Ethereum and Litecoin and Monero. Um, Monero, I think, is really a good alternative if you really need privacy. Uh, but I stopped. Uh, I've exchanged all the other altcoins to Bitcoin again because for me also uh, Bitcoin is the only true decentralized uh, cryptocurrency that really can be used by anyone and anyone can run a full, full node yeah even if you are in latin america or in africa um it's may it might be difficult but like with ethereum it's just not possible yeah to run your own full node um okay but let's get back to to the people of brazil um i researched a little bit about uh, brazil i mean it's a huge country I think you have like 240 million inhabitants. And uh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. 70% of those have access to the internet. Yes. And 70% also have access to financial services. Yes. And you have a high inflation, like 30%. Yeah, the, this is the um, real estate inflation that we call e IGPM, the um, CPI or the goods and service inflation that the government uh, announced is like 10%, but it's a double digit inflation as well and is, is high. Mm -hmm. It's one of the highest inflations in our history. Our currency has 27 years, already devaluated uh, 85% in 27 years, so it's not a strong currency. And Brazilians uh, have a story of hyperinflation. We already have like nine currencies in less than 100 years. We lived through hyperinflation okay. through the de decades. But it seems that people forgot this. We don't study our monetary history 
it's not common. The most history we we heard about it's more like the savings confiscation in the 90s, where the the president confiscated savings of the people inside the bank accounts. But right now, with the peak of inflation, uh, we notice this this movement towards Bitcoin as uh, inflation hedge, something to help to keep purchasing power. And we see this grow a lot around here, this concern about inflation. And it, it is real. We go to the supermarkets, the prices are rising. And in the last three years, the almost the, the dollar almost doubled the value against uh, real, our currency. So this is everybody sees this reflection on gas, on fuels, on food, on everything, because money is something that uh, flows through everything. If it is devaluating, we see it on the goods and service. So, but we have a lot of uh, narratives here because we have a central bank that is uh, making a CBDC, Real Digital, and seems to be competing with with Bitcoin. Like uh, Real Digital, our CBDC is better than Bitcoin because it's fastest, fastest, Faster, is more secure. Faster, thank you. It's more <laughs> secure than Bitcoin because have a central bank, and uh-huh. other things we already hear around that about other central central banks. So our effort is to break this narrative and show how Bitcoin is different from that. And it's it's not because don't have a central bank that it is less secure or you can't use it. Yes, you can use it. So um, I think that inflation and these economic problems of the fiat system will show to Brazilians all of the problems uh, about currency devaluation and the um, interest rates that are rising as well around here because of the manipulation that central banks make with their own currencies. Mm-hmm. Now, not only manipulation, but they think they can control yeah. uh, uh, the, the, the economy and the prices, yeah? I mean, uh, you can't, in a way. In, I mean, this is a global economy. How do you want to control um, if something happens in China? How do you want to control that in Brazil or in Austria or anywhere? Um, so I don't believe in that also. And what I've also seen uh, is that the peer-to-peer trading volume of Bitcoin has gone up from 2020 to 2021, like 32% uh, on, on local Bitcoins and Paxful. People traded, um, I think, 20 million US dollars in 2020 and 30 uh, in 2021. Um, Do you also see that? So um, are people like asking you questions and do you see more and more um, people who are interested in that? Completely, yeah. Uh, Not in the numbers as well, but in real life, our friends starting ask more about Bitcoin up to us. We see more places accepting Bitcoin uh, as well. I think somewhat is a reflection of the bull run of Bitcoin through 2021, but people are getting interested and are starting to discuss this this moment. But something that is different is that we have more support to Bitcoin uh, as an inflation hedge, as a store of value than in the last cycle, where a lot of people got uh, excited about the price and then when it go went down, they leave it, the space. 
I hope that this time we can keep people aware of the benefits of Bitcoin and places keep accepting and we keep discussing the, um, the, the importance of Bitcoin. Also as well in exchanges, the volume grow like 400%. So even peer-to-peer -to -peer transactions as in exchange, the volume grow, uh, grew and more people are wanting to, to use Bitcoin as a tool, as a reserve of value, as a, a means of payment and there's a new tool to keep purchasing power. Mm -hmm. um, are there any Brazilian exchanges or are people using Coinbase and Kraken and the like? Yeah, there's a, a lot of Brazilian exchanges. We have uh, Mercado Bitcoin, Foxbitch, Bitcoin Trade. There's, there's a lot of exchanges here. And we have a really um, curious population. They want to learn, they want to know, they want to open accounts everywhere to try to test and do uh, the best uh, negotiation. And we have a lot of merchants accepting Bitcoin here, mostly on-chain, not through light Lightning. But we have some examples that like Bitcoin Beach inspired here in Brazil, the Lightning exception, uh, like Jericoacoara. We have a Bitcoin Beach here in Brazil as well. I went to visit. I didn't went there yet. But we see the usability growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Bitcoin Beach Brazil project, I also would like to visit them. It's in the north of Brazil, right? Yes. On it's, the coast. It's Jericoacoara. It's a, mm -hmm. a beach. So I want to go there because it's one of the... Uh, most famous touristic beaches in Brazil and because of the, the usability and how they are accepting Bitcoin through Lightning. So this movement is uh, growing a lot again, places accepting and the movement of companies starting to put Bitcoin on their treasures and the huge Janeiro city that told that will put 1% of their treasury in Bitcoin. So it's like the game theory is happening uh, in a People's level, companies level, and cities level. The mayor of Rio de Janeiro was that, right? Yes, yes. The Rio. He said that that he's uh, putting one percent of the uh, Rio reserves or what into Bitcoin. Yes, he, he said it. Let's see if he will do it. Uh -huh. But that's what he said. But they are trying to make a strategy like Miami, where they were going to put a percentage. Uh, of the revenue in Bitcoin, and they are going to launch um, a real coin as well. Let's see how it, it will happen. But I'm happy that cities are trying to put Bitcoin in their, their treasuries. Mm -hmm. It's also interesting to see if the central bank, when the central bank then rolls out the CBDC and Rio de Janeiro has its only uh, its, uh, Rio coin, mm -hmm. how this will work out then, yeah? Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean the, the CBDC is definitely also a surveillance tool, which is one of the big reasons why I'm totally against CBDCs. Uh, but I also don't know how like Miami uh, coin or Rio coin will be built here in terms of privacy. Yeah, I think it's uh, central banks are competing with Bitcoin and maybe the reality, the inflation and all the things that central banking are doing to the economy will incentivize people to go towards Bitcoin and the competition with the city coins will be interesting to 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 watch how Exactly, the central bank, the CBDCs will compete with the city coins. So let's see how it will evolve.
Mm-hmm. Um, you've also, uh, you also were in El Salvador. We met there um, at uh, the La Bitcoin conference and the Adopting Bitcoin conference. Um, did you also go to El Sonte, the Bitcoin beach? Yes, yes. I, I was amazed with how open they are to Bitcoin. Even if they don't understand in the beginning the purpose and how it works exactly, but they are open, the population is open, most of them. But it's really recent. Not everyone is ready, but I, I, I thought that you told it to me at, the, at El Salvador that this movement of Bitcoiners going there and spending Bitcoin and trying to make this circular economy and Bitcoin uh, standard over there will help population to learn. And we need to teach the, the population, the Salvadorians around there. So I felt it when I was with the drivers going to the beach or going to any place. We were teaching them how to use a wallet, how to use Lightning, what is the difference between Lightning and on-chain transactions. So it's our part to do this teaching and help to how to use Bitcoin. I think the drivers in El Salvador are the best educated people in El Salvador at the moment regarding Bitcoin because I think everybody did that. Yes. <laughs> we, we, I also was talking with the drivers about Bitcoin, uh, if they use it, how they like it, what, what they think about the future and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the drivers in El Salvador are very much ahead of everyone else. <laughs> yeah, because they, they keep contact with everyone that comes from abroad, from other countries. So they are the, the super spreader of Bitcoin to El Salvador. <laughs> yes. So I, I thought this amazing movement. And since the, the drivers are the main transportation of tourists, tourists and Bitcoiners that go to El Salvador. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating story. Yeah. So um, what do you think are there differences uh, in the use cases be- between uh, the Central-, Central and Latin American countries? Like, is there a big difference between Argentina and Brazil or uh, the El Salvador and Guatemala? Is there any, are there any stories or interesting things that you can tell us? I think that we have uh, histories of currency devaluation that are really similar and economic crisis that goes through all Latin America. Depending on the decade decade of time you see, one country in Latin America is passing through hyperinflation. That is the, the case of Argentina right now. But the usability and adoption and the, um, the, the willing to learn about Bitcoin and to interact is the same. I think this is a good thing. We are really uh, wanting to make it happen around here to people to use Bitcoin and to store Bitcoin, to buy Bitcoin, but it's not uh, yet defunded, spreaded through population. We have some communities that are satellites that spread this philosophy, but it's not really common. I can't go anywhere here. In, I, I can't go anywhere here in Brazil and all of them are accepting Bitcoin. No, that's not true. But there are some places that there is an entrepreneur that is Bitcoiner and told to a friend that has a business that is Bitcoiner. And some places and some spots and some communities are becoming uh, bigger with time. 
but I, I guess it takes time. We are in the beginning of this process, but I'm really glad to see this happen around here. And El Salvador is one of the places that are inspiring everyone. It's again, the game theory. One country sees other growing and, and bringing uh, money and bringing people and companies to the places and other countries will replicate it as well. So we are seeing like Paraguay, uh, building some construction and infrastructure for mining. We're seeing Panama creating uh, some uh, laws to support Bitcoin usage. Uruguay talked about it uh, in a few weeks ago. We are seeing the, their movement, not like a legal tender in the first moment, but they are moving and that's what's uh, happening right now. And I guess that more, more countries will be more open to Bitcoin with time. And I think that 2022 will be a year with a lot of this kind of news, more countries being more open to uh, laws about Bitcoin and to structure like mining, which countries have most efficient excedent uh, energy that could support mining as well. So I guess this is the, the subject to 2022. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will be will be great to see and interesting to see the future this year. Um, and you were talking about Bitcoin communities in Brazil. Are there any Bitcoin meetups where people in Brazil who are new could go to and talk with others? Uh, Bitcoin only meetups. There's not. There's some conferences, but. Um, they are not so activated right now. I think that 2022 there will be more than the last uh, two years. But we have LabitConf that we, we went to El Salvador. And um, we have a LabitConf here in Brazil. We have some, some conference, but not Bitcoin only. Maybe this is uh, something that we need to create. That's an opportunity <laughs> to create mm -hmm. a Bitcoin only conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, do you have any interesting or fun story from maybe one of your community members um, who learned about Bitcoin through you? Any interesting story? We have uh, a lot of uh, inspiring stories. That the ones that touches me the most is like after people start to uh, consume our content, they send us pictures about uh, their company with ISAP Bitcoin, or they're studying at home watching the videos, or their kids are stuck, start talking about Bitcoin. So to see this this reflection in our followers, in, our, in everyone that surrounds us is really amazing. I can't remember a fun story right now, but uh, the inspiring stories are the ones that most touches me and it's great to see the start of a movement of a change about how people see bitcoin because uh, we, we can see that like two three years ago there was this fear this food about bubbles about pyramids schemes that here in brazil is really really common has a lot of scams so it's really hard to differentiate the the Companies like exchange that are good and providing a service or the peer-to-peer -peer that is good and is really providing Bitcoin, the ones that are not. So here is the biggest dif difficulty is to our followers and population go through the safe spots and don't fall on these scammers. So for us to see that people are starting to learn and to do it by themselves, to become sovereign 
is really, really important. It's what inspires us the most. But I will, I will try to find a good story. If I remember, I send you through a message in it. <laughs> yes, thank you. So also what uh, I find interesting is, do you, you for sure know the split, uh, the demographics uh, of your YouTube subscribers. Um, what's the split between men and women? In the beginning, like uh, 2019, it was like 10% women and 90% men. Right now is 40% women and 60% men. The women percentage is growing. And it's really nice to see. We can see at the comments, interactions, that more women are watching us and interacting. So it's good to see other women coming to this space as well. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this has to do with the fact that you two are two female presenters and uh, that that's the reason maybe? Yeah, surely. I think this identification like in language, I don't know, uh, inspire other women to consume the content and to produce content. We see a lot of girls producing uh, Bitcoin content as well at um, mm -hmm. social media. So it, we are really happy to to help other women to understand Bitcoin and to start this uh, this movement of opting through Bitcoin and uh, talking to their families, to their friends, to everyone about it. Because after you go into the rabbit hole, you just want to talk about it with everyone. And more women talking about it is great for us. Yeah, and I'm also very happy that we just uh, before we started the interview agreed to to do a project together, so yeah. that you and Kaka will translate my book "Learn Bitcoin" to Portuguese, which I find great. Uh, thank you very much for doing this. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, we are really happy with it as well, and it's a really uh, great uh, uniting forces to. <laughs> bring more knowledge to other women, to other uh, persons in Brazil that want to know about Bitcoin and how to be sovereign and how to do it by themselves and don't need uh, mm -hmm. intermediaries to, to buy, to store, to use Bitcoin, to pay merchants and to be like uh, independent of banks and the fiat system. Exactly. Cool. So um, what do you think do most people overlook or does the mainstream media overlook about Bitcoin? Like, is there anything that bugs you when people talk about Bitcoin? Yeah, I think there's a lot of missing points. Um, I think that uh, it's hard to, to, in the first time, to see the real value of Bitcoin because you compare with things that Bitcoin is not. So you compare Bitcoin with fiat system or with fiat money. It's not. You compare with just a technology and it's not. And it takes time to, to really understand the value of Bitcoin and all it is. And we never understand it completely. So I guess the food about energy, about bubbles, about everything that we see on the media is like the lack of understanding of the real value of Bitcoin that is a decentralized, the unique decentralized form of money and gives power to people, not to banks, not to central banks and not for one unique 
point in the economy. So this is the real value of Bitcoin. And when people start to see this real value, they stop talking bullshit about it. So I hope that more people understand it. But I think there's a lot of interest um, around the fiat system and it won't uh, end up uh, soon. I guess it takes time. Mm -hmm. So we won't be jobless soon because there is a lot of education to be done. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, thank you very much. That was very interesting. Anything, any message? Do you have a message for the people who are listening to that from Brazil, from you? I just want to say thank you for watching this talk and to understand Bitcoin completely. Don't, don't be on the surface. Go deep. Uh, read articles, uh, question yourselves, and mainly question your former understanding of money, of economy, of technology, of everything. Uh, keep questioning yourself and what you know at that mo at that moment because it it evokes. So this is the the message. Thank you, Anita, a lot for this invitation. I love to talk to you. Hope to see you again soon in some conference or here in Brazil if you come. And uh, thank you for this invitation for this talk. And looking forward to launch a Portuguese version of your book as well. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very much to you too. And please tell us where can people find and follow your work. Okay. We are on YouTube uh, and Instagram on Use Crypto with I, it's not, it's with Portuguese uh, typo. And I am on Twitter, that is use crypto BR, but, but the name is Carol Souza on Twitter. Okay, thank you very much, cool. I will put that in the show notes too. Yes, thank you very much. Have a good day and I'll see you soon. Thank you, Anita, bye, see you soon. That's it. Thanks for joining the Anita Po Show today. If you've enjoyed what you've seen and heard, please subscribe to my podcast feed or and to my YouTube channel. A special thank you goes out to the companies and organizations which are supporting the Bitcoin for Fairness initiative. These are the Human Rights Foundation, which is uniting the world to stand against tyranny. Leden.io financial services for holders of digital assets, and OKCoin, the globally licensed cryptocurrency exchange. Thank you. See you soon at the Anita Posh Show.